there should be a simplicity to it but in practice it's a very different story and that is where I see my role I think in all of this is that it's supporting you to get the right balance to get the to get the volumes all at the right level so that it feels good to do good and we're not just relying on the helpers high to keep us going that actually we are relying on our personal life as much as our professional life and that all feels good and my role is to give you those tools to really deepen that practice Welcome to season two of Do Good and Do Well. My name is Sarah Fox and I'm a life and leadership coach and founder of the Do Good and Do Well community. And this is a podcast where we explore how to be a change maker without losing yourself. Let's get to it. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. How are you today? In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about some of the research I've been doing into change making and thinking about this idea of do good and do well and the community and the philosophy, what it all means and and if it makes sense to other people. And I've got a survey out which people have been filling in and in today's episode I'm going to share with you some of what people have been saying and if you want to take part in this I will put the link to the survey in the show notes and please do because it is so useful and so fascinating and I really really appreciate your insight. So when I first came up with this concept of do good and do well I was trying to bring together some of the ideas I I'd had and observations I've made since becoming a coach but also in my 20 years experience of working with people who really wanted to make the world a better place. They are people who and as I talk I can see all of their faces you know many 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 people who see and feel injustice deeply And who are driven by a desire to do something, to do something to make someone's life better. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that I began to observe very clearly that many of these people, whilst contributing positively in many ways, are much less adept at contributing to their own lives in such a positive way and they don't always see themselves as a worthy contender for the compassion care and consideration that they show others and so I began to put together what I thought would help people to contribute to the world to do good but with without losing themselves in the process and there are three pillars to this piece really there is mindset well-being and impact and these three merge all over the place that I really sometimes struggle to differentiate 
between them because I think they all impact each other massively. You know, it's hard to separate them. But essentially, when we're thinking about mindset, our mindset is our collection of beliefs and and thoughts. And they have a massive impact on how and what we do and how we are in the world, how we be. And the do good and do well philosophy, when we're thinking about mindset, it's all about challenging those beliefs about yourself and about the world. It's about challenging the narratives that we hear, that we are told, that you are told. And partly it's about building a more positive mindset. It's also about gaining real mental and emotional agility to support you in your work. The second pillar is all about well-being. And initially when I was thinking about well-being, I was thinking very much about physical health, about mental health, about our self-talk and our self-care. You know, really understanding what supports you to be well you as an individual. It's also about challenging the systems that don't always allow that well-being to take place. It's about challenging the stories that you've heard probably all your life. But what has come up time and time again linked to all of this is financial health, is our relationship with money. And it seems to me, and and I, you know, when I talk about this, these are experiences that I've had as well. It seems so hard to say and think about money. We deal with money all the time, but when it comes to our own financial health, it's a bit of a struggle. And to me, it's completely essential because it's about building sustainable businesses, It's about building sustainable organisations that pay their staff well and pay their freelancers well and on time. And it's really giving you choice in how you want to be and live your life. The third pillar is impact. And I have kind of changed my language a bit when I'm thinking about impact I see it more in terms of what is the contribution you want to make what is the difference you want to make what's your purpose what's your why so there's two parts to it there's the internal motivation what really drives you your core values not the ones you think you should have but the ones that you really do have What are those values that drive you to do your work? What do you feel your purpose is? And then there's an external motivation. There's a, well, what impact will that have? What contribution will that make? What difference will that make? And for me, all of those things are very, very connected and then are surrounded by these questions, ethical questions about what is good anyway and who are the people we are making a difference to are we doing it to it them are we doing it with them you know there's lots of very sticky but important questions that we need to be asking ourselves as well and it's about how we treat ourselves how do you treat yourself in an ethical good way 
And I think sometimes that's the harder bit. And as we approach one year, really, since Do Good and Do Well launched, I want to spend some time really understanding better those ideas and to now check in with others. You know, I've started it, I've got the ball rolling, I'm trying to see now what makes sense and what's sticking and what's not. And so this research that I'm doing into change making is really helping me in terms of the language that I'm using, thinking about the pillars and what they mean to people. And there have already been such fantastic responses to the survey. So thank you. Thank you. I wanted to share some of that. So the the people that have responded so far come from a real range of backgrounds. So we've got managers in the art sector, there are freelancers who have responded, business owners with a social purpose, there are producers, leaders, educators, researchers, school head teachers and principals, artistic directors, coaches, mentors, journalists, designers. It's a real range and I love that. I love that so much because it reminds me of all the places that people come from and all the places that people care. And I asked the question, do you consider yourself a change maker? And 71% said, yes, they do. And 25.8% said they were unsure. I find that quite reassuring because the word change maker, I didn't know how else to easily describe this without going into loads of detail. So I think it's really great that people are considering themselves as change makers. And I totally get why people say that they don't and why they are unsure. And I asked, can you tell me more about that? And, you know, there were some questions about how do we define change? Questions about is change actually happening? What difference am I really making? But actually many were very clear about why they felt that they were change makers. There was stuff around challenging systems, processes, policies to make life better for people, to inspire others, to embrace change, to provoke action, to bring new diverse perspectives, to help amplify the work of others, to increase access, to build capacity, to enable others to make change rather than leading the change. I also asked the question about whether there was a term that people preferred and most people left that blank. There were a few suggestions around being values driven or a change assistant but most people felt like that was a good way of describing it if you have another way please do get in touch and let me know because I am really keen on understanding all of this when I ask questions about well-being brilliantly 93.5 percent of you of the people who responded said that their well-being was three and above so it was a scale of one to five only 3.2 percent rated their well-being at five so for me the question is how can I support you to be a four 
if you're a three or a five if you're a four? How can I help you to increase your well-being? The challenges that people talked about when when they were thinking about their well-being, 80% of respondents said that time was one of those challenges faced. And boundaries, money and capacity also came up very high on that list. And then there were lots of personal responses as well about really difficult things that people had gone through that really challenged their well-being this year. Brilliantly, also one person said patriarchy, which... Yes, that's definitely going into my list as one of the challenges. When I'm reading this research, I actually feel quite positive because all of those things that I mentioned then around time, boundaries, money, capacity, they are things that can change. They are things that that you can sort out. And they're not, not necessarily easy things to sort out and they require commitment and perhaps a different way of thinking and a different way of prioritizing but with committed action these are definitely things that are possible to change which means we can increase that well-being score amongst change makers in the survey there's a section about mindset and 83.9 percent rated their mindset at four or five. So that that feels pretty high. And the responses in terms of how mindset affects people in their work, again, just so insightful. And, and, you know, thank you so much for sharing. Many people notice the difference between when they were feeling optimistic and positive and having a a growth mindset in comparison with feeling pessimistic and having a fixed mindset people felt better that talked about feeling better generally when they saw things as a learning opportunity quite a few people responded with my mindset is positive when it comes to work there's a problem to be solved I'm active, I'm positive. When it comes to my own well-being, it's a different story. And so for me, there's some thinking to be done about how to connect and develop that. And I also asked the question about how connected did people feel the mindset, well-being and purpose piece were, the the three pillars of the do good and do well philosophy. And everyone said five or above, so the scale was one to ten with 38% saying giving a score of 10 which was a bit of a relief for me because it means that people are getting it when I asked for more information again the responses were so useful and informative and what I observed reading the comments so far is that it feels very logical it's a logical connection between mindset well-being and purpose and contribution And we can see it on paper, we can get it intellectually, but practising it (laughs) is much harder. Those pillars can feel very, very distanced from each other. 
In theory, it should be simple. There's loads more to share. Um, and I'm going to be doing that in the autumn. I haven't quite decided how I'm going to present this information, but I will share all the results. And I am keeping the survey open, as I said earlier. So please do contribute if you haven't already. And if you have contributed and you, these results are interesting to you, then please share with your fellow change makers. You know, the more that I can understand this, then the better I think the experience of do good and do well will be for people the more effective it will be and as I say all of this is going to inform do good and do well going forward in particular the do good and do well membership which will be opening da -da -da, on the 1st of November 2021. I'm saying that to keep me accountable to get it open. I will share more details about that soon, but it will be a really affordable way to access coaching and mentoring and all the tools and support that I am talking about. In the last part of the survey, I asked people if they agreed with this statement. People who desire to make a positive change and or contribution in the world often forget to or feel unable to include and assert their own needs. Over 90% of you who feel this in so far strongly agreed or agreed with this statement. And that is my challenge. That is the mission of Do Good and Do Well. To help people, to help you know and really feel that you get to have your own needs met too, that you are all priceless and worthy and blooming good enough to assert your own needs. You get to do that. So my question for you as we finish this episode is what's your first step towards that? Take very good care, as always. Thank you.